Hey everyone, welcome to Two White Folks. I'm a white folk, Chase Brantley. <laughs> and I am very much a white person, Joey Carter. Yeah, we both are. We, we <laughs> This is our 15th episode. Uh, 15th. 15th? Yeah, 15th. Yeah. We've been recording since January. So we've kind of had the spring of getting the podcast out and testing the format and we've covered a ton of ground not enough for the city of athens i mean it's kind of never ending and there's there's a lot of things that we weren't able to get to that i'm excited to address in the future for our audience members so i'm going to be leaving to go to california for a month and then joey and i are no longer going to be living together sad day sad day (laughs) but we will be seeing each other once definitely because yeah absolutely (laughs) but the so this podcast is going to take a bit of a break so this is kind of a wrap-up episode but i think probably the most valuable thing that i would love to do for us is turn our lenses on ourselves yeah and just talk about this podcast and um kind of assess what we are doing Mm -hmm. because we're two white dudes talking about race right two other white people i'd love to just take a moment and kind of Sess, what are we doing here? I wanted to turn it towards us. Sure. I always found myself talking from a position of authority Mm. in ways that I I never feel comfortable with. And expertise on race and how to be an anti-racist. I'm actually really glad that not a lot of people have congratulated us. At first, I was like, "Are we doing? Am I, am I doing something wrong? Am I?" And that that need for reassurance from the audience that we're getting it right, or we're not, we're not even like, are we even being interesting? <laughs> are we really teaching people how to be better white people? These kind of situations, my old evangelicalism has a kernel of of insight. The Book of Matthew, where Jesus is talking about praying in public the pharisee who yep. who prays in public gets his own reward mm-hmm. having an audience the one who prays in private is the way to go and but i remember thinking about this more that there, that there can that one of the beauties of jesus's parable is even praying in private can yeah there's a self there's something even more pernicious jesus doesn't spell this out but in a way the pharisee doing it in public and being on the dick about it has a bit more of an honesty to it if praying in private is done as a way to feel superior i've never thought about this this is a and and i think about it in in terms of race work in that you know have i Chase Brantley, been praying in public with this podcast? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Do I have any authority to talk about race to white people? Nope. No. None. What do I bring to this podcast? Hopefully, sometimes I'm entertaining, and I can put it together in a podcast. But I, I literally, like, how many black friends do I have? Two. Hmm. You know, that that are that I can say are my friends. Sure. You know, acquaintances more. I've grown up a very privileged life. You know, and part of this podcast was for me too was 
realizing I have a lot to work on. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do it publicly. I wanted to pray in public because I thought it would be useful for me. And I'm a performer, so (laughs) why not anything that's put in public is useful. Just like with comedy, I think the, the process of cleaning is faster. Yeah. I've come quicker to the realization of just like some basic tenets that I think I'll always walk away from this podcast, which is no matter who it is, not just for someone who's black, but for anyone, I should always ask them first, what do you need? Mm-hmm. You know, or, or ask questions. Never assume that I know best and assume that other people know what they need. The things that I learned that I was really grateful for was just, which I think you, Joey, is just learning a lot about what is happening in Athens mm-hmm. and, and what has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for telling me that. I, I don't know how to accept being seen as someone who has some knowledge what's going on because I got... I got all this information from talking to incredible people in the black community. Yep. And Commissioner Vito Thornton, we clash so much. And But I will never forget when she, she told me one day when talking about Lennontown, um, and the Lennontown residents would do this to me too, uh, I would always try to downplay my role. And Vito called me out on it. She's like, don't do that. Mm. You did something. And that that's the thing that I'm mm-hmm. wrestling with as a white person is own the good work that you do. Yep. And don't feel like you have to put off this feigned modesty. Nope. That's what I that's like the other side of 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 the parable is the one who prays in private and very kind of pride for praying in private. It's just as insidious as the one who prays in public. Ultimately, when it comes to conquering racism, you can't do it in private. No, you. that is exactly right. When it comes to racism, you cannot solve this in private. Right. Every black person needs your help in conquering racism within white people. Yeah, I think you just summed up the the need for the show is you cannot conquer racism in private. No, it's not like doing again, a religious metaphor, (laughs) sanctification work. What does that mean? That, that you are constantly assessing your purity or purity or your righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. And what, and when you say you cannot conquer racism in private, what that means is that, Anti-racist work is inherently political. And confrontational. And confrontational. It's in the public space. Yep. Even in the private household, it's public. And so this is, for me, something that I I struggle with. I am often the one who prays in, in private and feels proud about it. That is just as insidious because I'm not accountable to anyone other than myself in that moment. And I'm not a good, I'm, I'm not very good at holding myself accountable. It takes other people. Mm-hmm. That That's something that this podcast, just doing this work, has yeah. made me th- really reflect on. And how everything that I say goes to the public. Mm-hmm. It's published. 
Yeah. And I'm there for anyone to to say what they have to say. And uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not very good at I'm not good at all at taking the credit for good work. I often find it distracting from mm. getting the work done. But as I've been reminded by a lot of the Linentown folks is they're like, well, you're the one who has all the power. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you need to take credit Yep. sometimes because that is leverage. Mm-hmm. No one's going to come after you. Like they'll come after us as a lot of the Linentown folks. Yeah. Say. And I think listeners who've been with us for this whole journey, you know, this is that moment of we're going to take a break. The podcast is going to stop for a bit. Right. And don't pray in private for race work. Yeah. This is and and leverage in any way that you can publicly your this fight against racism and just start asking questions as Montu revealed you have to go out of your way to see someone that doesn't look like you go out of your way right go go somewhere uncomfortable ask some questions shake some hands because i've never been in an environment where i asked someone questions and shook their hand that they weren't open to talking to me right i've never never you know that's the you offer someone tea and you shake their hand and you ask them questions that's humanity and i think for me the other hard pill that I've had to swallow that doing, you know, this with you. If I really have something to say that I need to say, it may burn bridges. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you may have to say something to your friends. Often you should. Yeah, you should uh, say things to your friends. And, yeah. Um, I think the, the, the thing I want to wrap up on that I admire about you, Joey, is I was talking to someone about their saying you overreacted about the email that Jesse sent you. (laughs) And I said, you know what I don't see from you that I see from Joey? I said, what Joey does is he goes to the black community and he says, what do you need? And they tell him, and then that's what you focus on. Mm. And, And you leverage your power and your ability to be aggressive, mm-hmm. to only focus on what they tell you or someone tells you they need. And that is a level of commitment and anti-racist work that I don't see any liberals doing. Mm. That's, uh, and that's powerful, I yeah. think. And, and that is, if there is anything that I have learned that I've taken away that I hope to emulate in my life is that, is to ask people what they need and then fight for it like a bulldog. <laughs> you know, you're a bulldog. Yeah. When I think of you, it's a joke, a Georgia sure, bulldog. Sure. <laughs> but you're, you're an anti-racist bulldog, and you piss a lot of people off. Because what you have is power as a white person, and you are able to be in people's faces, and they cannot ignore you, which is the point. That's anti-racist work. And uh, I encourage myself to do that more often, and listeners, I encourage you, don't pray in private. You know, get out, be a bulldog, um, ask people what they need, and and then just hone in on that. Yeah, that's a simple recipe. Well, thank you, Jace. I, yeah. you know, again, you know, when this is another example of when that is said to me, I want to 
either sit in silence and just let them say it and not. Oh, even... you're a horrible person, Joey. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. This doesn't absolve no, you of no, no, things no. for the no, rest no, of your and, life. And, and, <laughs> but, but, but what I'm saying is that yeah. what I struggle with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the things that you said about me, I really appreciate because I believe you. Yeah. And I don't think that you're wrong. You, I do piss a lot of people off. Absolutely. I do get in people's faces. And I expect them to do it back to me. But what I struggle with as a person, as a white person, is when, I, when that's acknowledged to me as a strength, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to accept that as a model behavior am i am i making it about me now and if i think about it too much am i i'm gonna use uh anti-racist work to help you parse this out um you only make it about yourself in this struggle sure in the same way that when you are racist and someone points it out and then you say oh i didn't mean to be racist i didn't mean to do this yeah all you do is you say thank you Hmm. and that and and you just and in the same way that when someone points out to you, hey, you're being racist, you say, oh, wow, thank you. I didn't realize that. In the same mm-hmm. way, if someone says, hey, thank you for doing anti-racist work, you say, you're welcome. So I don't have to sit here and try to figure out if, yeah. I, if, I'm, if I'm like now the center of attention or anything. Yeah. Just say same. thank you. I think it applies good and bad. Yeah. Well, thank you, Chase. Yeah, man. Um. Yeah, that felt really exposing. And that... (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Um, um, That's the point of the podcast. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah, folks, thanks for being here with us. We will be back in in many other forms, but I hope you have a lovely summer. I hope we have... I I always dream, I feel there's change coming. Yeah. And that, that power is mounting for people who haven't had power and that there are more white people talking to each other, praying in public, um, trying to, I, I just think there, the ball is rolling mm-hmm. and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and we're going in the right direction. Yeah, I do too. So a lot of hope, a lot of hope. Well, we'll see you when we see you two white folks people. Thanks for being here. We'll be back. Yeah, I'm uh, white folk Chase Brantley. Uh, white folk <laughs> Joey Carter. That still just sounds weird. <laughs> and this has been Two White Folks. We'll see you guys soon. See you guys soon. Bye.